It is 1.34 p.m. on Saturday, July 2nd, 2022. And this is basketball this week. Done quickly. Hmm. Well, it's been a been a bit of a interesting free agency period so far, uh, to say the least. Uh, sorry, I started. There we go. <laughs> I loaded up the, the notes app and uh, I thought that in a minute it, it would have the notes, but uh, it just caught up now. <laughs> so, oh yeah, so let's just let's just hop into it. it uh, it's been it's been an interesting uh, free agency period for for sure. Uh, you know, so there's some people saying, "Oh, it's the, the most wild." No, it's not not even close. But uh, it's still still an interesting one for sure. Uh, day started out pretty. Two days before, we had like the announcement that John Wall was, uh, was gonna be bought out. We had the you know, Kyrie hadn't uh, opted in his extension yet. There was some, uh, <laughs> there was some uh, talk, you know, for sure, about him like going to the Lakers for the MLE. It was uh quite unrealistic, <laughs> but you know. So I, didn't, I mean, I, didn't, I don't think I even bothered to talk about it. It just was so unrealistic. Uh, and that wasn't worth uh, doing a podcast over. But, uh, you know, then then John Wall, the buyout gets announced. It's announced he gives up exactly the taxpayer and the lead in salary. Like, exactly that. So uh, he then immediately uh, signs for uh, the taxpayer and the lead in uh, in uh with the clippers or at least it was announced that he he was uh signing wasn't obviously wasn't open yet but uh they they made that uh pretty clear and uh it was the Kyrie then opted in and it looked like it was going to be looked like it was going to be pretty slow uh you know then we hear that Bradley Beal announced he was going to opt in and you know no surprise there like actually I think he tried to make it sound more cryptic like he said he, I'm going to to choose my destination, but we all knew it was going to be him opting in to Washington. There was zero chance that he opted out. Like nobody, nobody believed him at all. So uh, that was definitely, definitely, uh, it was definitely shaping up to look like a pretty, like maybe, maybe the deal zone, as they say, uh, wasn't going to come to fruition, perhaps in an English sentence that was, and still is not. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah so it's looking calm and then like three hours maybe before free agency well first then uh Jalen Brunson gets announced <laughs> by uh by Woj or no no by Shams Shams announces uh Jalen Brunson is signing with the Knicks uh several hours too early but you know whatever <laughs> so then Woj later gives gives cover and say oh no the, the deal was not signed until uh, later, but that was announced a couple hours before, and then, then like we had the bombshell of Kevin uh, Durant uh, announcing that he asked to be traded, and that kind of just threw everything into everyone in a tizzy. Uh, we, once again, we we came back with our uh, the fake Kevin Durant trades that people have been talking about two weeks earlier, and then uh, you know we uh, the Kyrie Kyrie to Los Angeles is back on because apparently they don't they don't want him if uh, they don't want him if Durant leaves. I don't know. Uh, 
I think they should. Uh, <laughs> I think they should kind of patch it up and and uh, get it together. But whatever, whatever. Uh, I could see how that bridge is also too broken. So, uh, so that's it. Like it's Nest Apocalypse, and everyone's like, "Oh, we we're not gonna see any moves until until this uh, deal happens." <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, great." But then, yeah, the deal started pouring in. The first one was Andre Jumman, or not? Oh, well, that's later. Uh, DeAndre Jordan with the Nuggets, and like I said, he wasn't as bad as people try to say he was with the Lakers and uh, the Sixers last year. He wasn't wasn't as bad as people tried to to make it out. But he was still pretty. He was still still like I don't think this guy belongs in the NBA. Looking, <laughs> you know. So for him to be the first announcement, unless it was like a troll or something. Uh, <laughs> it was quite, uh, quite funny, but, uh, then, you know, there, over the day, there was some, some more notice, uh, these are the good, these are the good ones. Kyle Anderson, uh, went to the Timberwolves, uh, seemed really big at the time, even before the stuff that would happen later, that made it even bigger. Uh, they, this is what the, the Timberwolves needed. They, they need somebody to, uh, to be a reliable inside threat. Uh, <laughs> now they're going to have two of them, uh, but more of that later, but this reliable inside threat can, uh, can do stuff, can create, like he can create his own shot. So yeah, Kyle Anderson's a good fit for them. It's a, it's a very good move. And it looked like his time was kind of done with Memphis anyways. He seemed kind of out of place there. So this is a good deal for him. Then, uh, PJ Tucker to the Sixer. That's a little good, good little move for them. Uh, I've heard people try to characterize this as them recreating the Rockets. This is super not that. So, I mean, they have some of the players. They have Daniel House, and they have James Harden, but uh, they don't have Mike D'Antoni, which is kind of the the, the, the deal there. Uh, they they do not play anything resembling what the Rockets did, and maybe that's for the best because the Rockets didn't Rockets didn't do that well. But something that people seem to forget is the Rockets were uh, were an unsuccessful team. So you know. Uh, it's good that the Sixers aren't copying them. Uh, JaVale to the Mavs was a big move. That was uh, one that, you know, they. I heard some people scoff at, at him being their starting center. Uh, you know, uh, it, it maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Like, they'll, they'll try it out, but at least at the start, Christian Woods is probably going to be the power forward, which I know a lot of people hate. A lot of people hate him at power forward. And uh, you know what? They're... They're definitely. I mean, they're not wrong, but uh, you know, let's let's see how it looks with Jason Kidd because Jason Kidd is you know he was really good at uh, utilizing. Uh, yeah, you, like apparently he was good at utilizing AD uh, allegedly. <laughs> uh, and then you know if you you put J- Javale next to Christian Wood and he can still kind of do his thing. Javale doesn't take up a lot of space on offense. That's what people don't seem to ever remember is that Javale is a very uh, very carbon neutral big, <laughs> you know. He's out there, gets a lot of rebounds, uh, doesn't take up a lot of space. A uh, good modern center. Even uh, he doesn't hit, hit hit the three, which is what people say they want for the modern center. But other than that, he's a good modern center, where he's out there doing work, you know, staying out of the way. So that's a good signing for the Mavs, who had no bigs. And then Joe Ingles to the Bucks was announced, and there are people actually critical of this for some reason. It's uh that's quite silly. Uh, Joe Ingles, he, he may miss like two or three months of the season while he uh, re- rehabs his, uh, his torn ACL. It's, it may still take until January until he's ready. Uh, but the Bucks 
needed reliable offense. They have plenty of defense. They have Drew Holiday. Uh, they have Chris Middleton. They have Giannis. Uh, now, they're, I mean, yes, yes, uh, Joe Ingles is a very bad defender. <laughs> so it's not, they're not totally – like the people who are, who are worried about the defense aren't totally wrong. But uh, they have enough de- – like Drew Holiday is so, such a good defender that I think he can kind of carry the load there. That's what I think. Uh, then we had uh, we had Daniel Haas uh, moving to the Sixers as I covered, and those are kind of like the interesting first first deals. See, this is see <laughs> you're uh, getting a little peek behind uh, the curtain here. Normally, when I podcast, I can't read because if I read, I uh, make I make even less sense than normal because I lose my place uh, while talking. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm reading a little bit. Uh, but then, you know, like the real noticeable thing about the day as I can re- resume reading is, uh, it, it, why I don't, why am I sabotaging myself? Why am I sabotaging my podcast? Why am I uh, being critical of my process? This is, this is not something I should be doing. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So the big new thing, thing for today that was all these guys who everybody thought were like like teams are gonna cheap out on and not pay, like all these guys that like their options were being declined and like their non guaranteed contract was being uh, voided and you know that sort of thing. All these guys uh, got got paid. Uh, they got paid better than MLE. I don't know if it's that you know teams are now confident that the cap is going up in two years because I mean it almost surely is, and there will be a new CBA. Uh, Teams are teams are confident, and you know they beat the MLE, and that's a that's a good thing uh, for for the players. <laughs> it sucks if you're a fan of a team that needed a uh, taxpayer MLE player to to uh, boost boost yourself. Uh, so poor the Lakers, poor the uh, the Bulls. <laughs> uh, you know that the, there's those teams are hurt by not having a million TP MLE players out there, but. Uh, Everyone else, uh, you know, the players, it, it's good that they're getting paid. And it's good we have a middle class in the NBA. We've needed a middle class in the NBA for a long time. Uh, it's been several years since we've had one, so it's glad, glad that's back. So good on them. And then, you know, day two. Day two. And I'm saving, I'll save the trades for later, but let's get back in the moves. Uh, Pearl inside Gary Payton II. Uh, you know, he, good deal for him. Uh, he, he definitely deserved it. I would have told him uh, stay the hell away from uh, Portland. They, if you're a defensive player, you can you do not want to be next to Damian Lillard. No, he cannot cover Damian Lillard's uh, de- defensive def- deficiencies. No, he cannot cover Anthony Simon's de- defensive deficiencies. These guys are so bad at defense they can't be covered for. Uh, that's as every defender who has in, up to like Rob Covington. Ruben Patterson, Nurkic right now. Like, all these guys, they get brought... Kent Bazemore was still a good defender at the time. They get brought into Portland, and they get spit out with uh, reputations of being overrated <laughs> defenders, you know? Because uh, Damian Lord is one of the worst defenders ever to play the game. And his protege, Anthony Simons, is also really bad. So this combination is... is I would have stayed so far away if I was Gary Payton, and the only thing I could do was defense. But uh, they did pay him quite a lot of money, so you know, uh, good on them for that. Um, Portland made a lot of like little edge moves that uh, some like 
delusional Blazer fans and like the people who haven't realized that team is not good uh, without like Lillard being amazing for the past eight years, like that it takes like such a level of, of play from him to make that team like mediocre. There's a lot of people who haven't realized that yet, and uh, <laughs> they those are the same people who are saying these moves are are good. They're they're not. This is still a team that's going to be uh, still a team that's like a 20 win team if, if Lillard is not healthy and, and not able to play up to his himself this year. So we'll see. Uh, the Blazers, the Blazers, and and their fans, many of the fans, uh, think that they're back. So <laughs> I guess we'll see. Uh, Ricky Rubio returns to the Cavs. Yes, that makes my big move list. Uh, I have several Cavs fans, friends. Uh, Cavs are allies of, of Lakers fans. Uh, they deserve uh, to have the player they love so much, and Ricky Rubio returns to their team. So good on them. That's a good signing. Glad that he's back. Uh, <laughs> the ultimate tampering since uh, it's been predicted he was going to return uh, for six months now. <laughs> so... Good, good on him. I'm glad that happened. Congrats. Uh, Cavs also got uh, Brooke Lopez. No, no, no. They also got Robin Lopez. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and that'll help them out. Uh, give Evan Mobley some more uh, reliable uh, backup backup minutes because we're let him play the power forward. You know, that that's also po- uh, possible. Like, obviously, that's, you know, Jared Allen is the, your, the primary person you want to do that, but... Uh, he Jared Allen does have it does seem like there's a bit of a limited amount of minutes he can play. So this is a good uh good addition to help the the Cavs have a more consistent product on the floor. So good on them. Uh, Bruce Brown joins the Nuggets. It's a huge signing for them. They also did a tra- well. I'll get to that trade later. But no, I'll, I'll cover it now. Uh, you know they did a trade. They traded Monty Morris and uh, Will Barton for KCP. Um, it's a good move for them. Uh, upgraded our defense. Now, there were definitely times where, like, the only thing that was happening in the court for the Nuggets that wasn't Jokic-related was Monty Morris. So losing him is, is not a small deal. But if the idea that Murray is going to be back this year, if Maga Porter Jr. is going to be back this year, uh, if, if those two things are, are happening, then... It's okay uh, to to let Monty Morris go for a defensive upgrade, uh, simply because simply because uh, it, their defense really needs some help. And KCP can be one of the top five defenders in the league. Uh, yes, yes, no. If you if you plan to argue that with me, you're wrong. KCP is a great defender. He can guard fours. He can guard threes. He can guard twos. He can guard ones. Uh, Drew Holiday is like, yes, Drew Holiday is better for sure. Uh, but KCP is like the next tier right below that, like the best of like the tier below like the top three guys, you know. He's like that solid tier B plus, you know. That's that's what KCP is. Great pickup for the Nuggets. They needed defense desperately. Uh, and he can provide some shooting at times. You know, he's very streaky. Uh, he, he usually ends up to be about a 36% shooter, which – uh, hopefully, <laughs> you catch the part of the year uh, where he's shooting fifty percent from three, like in the playoffs. <laughs> you know, uh, hopefully you're catching that then, and uh, catching the part the part of the year where he shoots twenty eight eight percent from three. That's at the beginning. That's what you're hoping, because uh, <laughs> that's the way he rolls. Is 
Uh, he ends up at league average by shooting way above league average and then way below <laughs> over different different parts of the season. So, uh, But, yes, he can provide them with shooting too. All in all, Denver's moves are really good. Bruce Brown is a is a, another good, solid defender. Uh, another guy who can defend multiple positions. Uh, can play, he can... He can he can guard bigs. He's small, but he can guard bigs. So yeah, big big signing for them. Uh, Gallo to the Celtics is, I guess it's not official yet. I guess it's not like in the books, but that's what everyone believes is going to happen. Uh, he, Celtics needed some some more offense. They needed some more. Uh, it's not really the type of player that they they needed, but uh, he gives them some more depth, which uh, depth depth scoring, and they definitely need more some depth, some scoring depth. For sure. So it's a good pickup for them. Uh, price is right. And then Ordo, Ordo Porter to the Raptors. Uh, this is a pretty pretty big deal just because he's leaving Golden State. Uh, that's why it's a big deal. I don't know what the Raptors are doing. This, they're, they're another team that's bad and doesn't know they're bad. But whatever. Let, let them do their thing. Uh, they're going to continue to be bad and not know they're bad for forever. So uh, <laughs> good on Good in them for uh, getting a, a role player who's only effective if you're like a uh, championship level team. <laughs> so good on them for that. But they got Odo Porter. They paid him quite handsomely. Uh, and I mean, I guess if they get Kevin Durant, if it, if that happens, then then that's a good deal. But if they don't, then uh, <laughs> why did they do that? Who knows? I mean, they'll definitely be able to trade him in the season for sure if they need to. So who knows? <laughs> but uh. Golden State uh, then got a Dante DiVincenzo. <laughs> See, there is no nationality of names I can pronounce, but uh, he uh, they they signed him, and you know I would rather have Gary Payton the second. Uh, I'd rather have Odo Porter, uh, but they both made about uh, six million more per year than uh, uh, DiVincenzo is making. So. I don't think I don't think that was their plan. I think those guys got big deals on on the table, and it was hard for them to say no. And I think this is like if if you had to do if you had to add something in that team, though, this is a a good addition. So good on them. They also uh, lost uh, uh, Boichia to Turkey at least for a year. So that's interesting. I thought he would have been a good target for uh, some teams uh, MLEs left, uh, but he uh, does decided to return to to Europe. So. Good on him, but that's another another loss for the Warriors. But Divincenzo is good. Their, their young guys are getting better. It's not the end of the world for them. All right, trades. <laughs> so trades. Uh, first trade was uh, happened before before the uh, salary year ended, and that was Dejounte Murray uh, being traded to the Spurs for like three picks and a pick swap. Uh. Definitely uh, a tank tanking move by the Spurs, but I guess they thought they weren't going to be able to resign him next summer, so decided to get uh, decided to send him off. Can't blame them too much for that. Uh, if they really knew they weren't going to sign him, it's a, quite a bounty for a player they know they're not going to sign. So, uh, Atlanta now has uh, an, another ball creator and like a uh, very good defender. Uh, his athleticism is all the way back, and he so he'll you know he's good for a monster dunk game. Good for the Hawks. Uh, they didn't end up having to send uh, Kevin Herter out in a salary dump uh, later in the day uh, today, 
Uh, and that, you know, that was a good move for the Kings. The Kings traded for him, and, that, you know, it makes makes sense for the Kings uh, to do that because he, he tries on defense. He's a bad defender, but he tries. Uh, I saw a poster I doc on the Something Awful forum said uh, it's, uh, it's, it's funny to watch his brain uh, try to make his body move in the direction it should, and it just doesn't work. And he's right. That's a, a very good call. So good on him for that. Uh, let's see. Then, uh, obviously Boston kind of made the, the trade of the day for day one. Like they traded for, uh, for basically scraps and, uh, a couple of scraps and one, uh, draft pick for Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, there are some people, people mad at that trade cause it does seem like very little, uh, but Malcolm Brogdon is a player who he's played, uh, he's played less than, in three seasons, he's played like less than eighty games, so you can kind of see why uh, he and he makes a lot of money. He makes a lot of money, so you can kind of see why that happened. Uh, I, I thought I thought there were some better deals on the table, that, like some better rumor deals on the table for the Pacers, but you know whatever. That like next year, next year's draft is loaded, uh, and it's good to trade in a loaded draft. Uh, and this gives Boston what they need. Boston needs somebody who can create off the dribble. So if, if this guy can get healthy, Brogdon or then Boston is going to be like a they're going to be a beast in the playoffs if like if he can just stay healthy because like this gives them something they don't have and they've never had. Well, they had it in Schroeder, but like it just it wasn't working when they had it for Schroeder. This like Brogdon is a much better player than Schroeder, uh, and I don't anticipating him being uh, maligned the way that Schroeder de- did. So, yeah. Hopefully, this is a. Hopefully, this is a. I don't. I don't know. I mean, hopefully, I don't hope good things for them. But uh, I think this is a good move for the Celtics, and it, it, it deserved to be the talk of the town for day one. But uh, day two is when we had the real blockbuster trade, which is Rudy Gobert to uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves for uh, not a lot, <laughs> not a lot of players, uh, but a ton of assets. Uh, Four draft picks and two pick swaps, so they control the Timberwolves' uh, draft for the entire uh, remaining uh, steepen period. Uh, they they have the power to to dictate their draft pretty much, and uh, you know maybe Minnesota needed a flashy move. Uh, maybe this is there are some who are saying this is too flashy, and like the arguments are sound. I don't I don't say oh yeah you're wrong. Uh, because like it, it does, this is a move that could blow up bad, like in like one year, <laughs> but, uh, this is a year that this is also a move that like makes this team very good. Uh, at least on paper, we'll see how it works out, but it brings some, like, it brings some great defense to a team that's had some, some problems on defense. And, uh, <laughs> it's another situation where Rudy is going to have to continue to work miracles because, uh, no, the Timberwolves' defense may be worse than the Jazz's defense was last year. So, uh, good luck, Rudy. But uh, if you know, with Towns on the floor, they won't be able to quite get away quite as much as of uh, of of like just packing in around uh, around Rudy. Because if they pack it in around Rudy, uh, Towns is gonna. Towns is gonna blow shit up, so uh, yeah. That so, so we'll see how it works. It could work out really well, though, for sure. 
And uh, Utah looks to be they, – they claim they're rebuilding around Donovan Mitchell. There's some reports that they're, they are also uh, quietly trying to move him too. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, they definitely have the picks to build uh, coming up. So, yeah, uh, Utah will be interesting in that respect. Well, and I, that's it for the for the first two days. Like, I can talk about all like the little moves. I could talk about the, like the Lakers uh, signing every available clutch client if you really want me to. But it's not that big of a deal. If, like, uh, it's just all the other moves kind of don't move the needle, needle that much. But it's also only forty eight hours in the free agency. There's some good players out there left, and then there's like the giant Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving trades to come, which will be the real uh, earth shakers but but yeah i wanted to get a podcast in where i covered the first two days because they're the days where everything happens all like not everything of course but they are the days where like the most hectic stuff happens (laughs) so good to cover all that hectic stuff now all right that's it that's gonna do it uh good to talk to y'all uh next the next podcast will either be a uh, off-season af podcast if kevin durant isn't traded again within the next week uh if he is traded, uh, there will be a podcast probably shortly after that, unless I'm on the road or something. All right, cool. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. I love your it is grand. You're good, but I'm better. Don't stay up late. Eat all your greens now. Remember, I love you. I'll see you soon.